Welcome to Clearing the Queue with Alex and Matt. Here's how it works. Each episode starts with a friend of ours signing into their Netflix account. Together, we scroll through their queue. Ultimately, we find a movie that's been on there a little too long, and we watch it together. The best part is that every queue is unique, so it tells a story about the person. Here's a question. Are we going to record ourselves talking about the movie during the movie? No, 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 no. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, Clearing the queue. A Netflix podcast. <laughs> Our guest this week is, at long last, Chris Canavo. Yeah, definitely someone that I've been looking forward to having for a long time. <laughs> because I remember when we first told this guy our idea, he, one, didn't know there was such a thing in the queue, then checked it and said that he had one movie in it. This was two yep. years ago. Yes. And his one movie was Tremors, Tremors five. 5. Yeah. <laughs> had already seen the first four. I hope, yes. I hope you've grown since then. Definitely grown since then. Your it's queue has certainly queue. grown. It's still on the queue. We, uh, we pre-screened the queue, and there's like 50 things in here. Yeah. And they're only... Five of them are Tremors is. Yeah. No, none of them. Wait, no, because they have... don't have the original on there. <laughs> I would watch. I would watch the original over and over again if it was on there. I at the time when Alex told me this, I knew nothing about Tremors. Like I didn't. I literally didn't know like what genre it was. And for today, I was gonna do like a little bit of a deep dive, and I thought it would be more fun to stay ignorant. So. Okay. I don't. Like, straight up, I don't even know if this is a comedy or a horror or a documentary. I know nothing about Tremors. <laughs> well, even if you base it off the front cover of the original, you still wouldn't get it because it doesn't have, it's not the same beast. But yeah, it's like horror sci-fi, but not science fiction as in like on spaceships and shit because you're in kind of a desert Terrestrial sci-fi. Terrestrial yeah. sci-fi. Definitely. Horror. Yes. yes. Wow. And you would say five is usually the one to start with for someone like me? <laughs> with deep ties to Kevin Bacon lore. You have to start from the beginning. You have to see one. Okay. Because one's a genuinely really good movie, too. And Kevin Bacon is in this? He's in the first one. Ah. Only the first one. Did he one. die? It was I've a star-making died. turn. No, it probably... I can't no. spoil anything. Okay. I, and, like, what decade is this from, this franchise? Is it, like, is it 80s Kevin Bacon or is it now? Late 80s. I, I, we can confirm it a bit, but I have a Let's not confirm it. It's not the night. If it's night, it's right on that bubble, right on the fringe. It's like 80, 89. Yeah. 90. I still remember it being like a clean kind of footage movie. Like it looked good. It was pretty. Nice practical effects and stuff. Speaking of practical effects, Chris Canavo is the lead animator at Ingenuity Studios. <laughs> lead animator, indie video game developer. Oh, yeah. Lover. The, by far the biggest, most knowledgeable Godzilla fan we've ever, ever known. Uh-huh. Yes. You beat the drum. Yeah. For the, for I love Godzilla. Which is, what I think is interesting about Godzilla is I think, especially from the guests we've had, very few people actively think about Godzilla. Mm. But if you think about it, in the last five years, Godzilla has like had this like major renaissance. There's the Brian mm. Cranston movie. Sure. And when all this stuff yeah. goes down, no one is more excited than this guy. Oh, yeah. I'm at the forefront whenever it comes <laughs> like, back. Just, Godzilla just passes in and out of our lives like it's nothing. Yeah. And the waves echo throughout Canavo. So it's very I, exciting. To see. We, like, and we saw the Brian Cranston Godzilla together yes. at the at the Village Vista, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, mm-hmm. right? And 
I went into it with no expectations, no feelings about Godzilla one way or the other. I think it was just a thing to do. Uh-huh. And I fucking loved it. Like five minutes into yeah. the movie, I was completely captivated. And at the end, I remember turning to you and Hannah and Andrea and being like, how fucking great was that movie? And the three of you were like, oh yeah, that was good. I don't <laughs> well, know what happened. I mean, they I just, wanna, it had me. No, like hook, line, and sinker. I like kind of articulate it, but like, what I love is like that there's, you know, some people don't want their thing to become mainstream because mm. it'll inevitably ruin it. You don't want soccer moms in their 40s <laughs> talking about Godzilla. They don't want you want them. I don't mind. I like when it's coming back around because it gets me more stuff to buy. I love buying Godzilla stuff and I love uh-huh. seeing new movies, even if like, yeah, even if some of them, with the exception of the first American attempt at a Godzilla movie, even though I bought everything, even though I saw it multiple times in the theater, even though I bought it on multiple movie formats. <laughs> but that's just the Godzilla nerd talking. That's kind of like us with the first X-Men movie. It's like, even though we didn't like the movie, we were still all in on the movie because for there was finally an X-Men for what movie. what it had to yeah, mean to the larger yeah. consumption of, of mutant It movies. just meant there was more X-Men in the world. Yeah. Not... Big more numbers Hollywood of the one. team, but more X-Men True. <laughs> culture. Yeah. Um, you've been chomping at the bit for this bag for a long yeah, time. Yeah, so we're recording uh, at a different site than usual, which, mean, which means that the American Beauty bag is hiding, not hiding, normally it hides, and then I, it has a dramatic reveal. But in this it's case... It's all peeking out. I yeah, excited. it's just on the table. And Canavo noticed yes. it. Yes. As soon there as he it, says it, it erupts like Godzilla it awakens from the It just flew over to me in the breeze. I can't believe it actually does that. <laughs> so Thank how exactly does it go? I reach in there. There's something in there for me. Don't play dumb. <laughs> Don't play dumb with us. You reach in and you read us what it says on that card. There is a charm though. Okay. I think like I think because he's listened to a few episodes, he likes that guests or bewildered, they want to know how that all works. You kind of want just a pure experience. What is this? I've never seen this before. There we go. When was the last time you cried during a movie? I don't know. It's tough. Any movie. It doesn't have to be the one that's... I'm trying to think. When was the last time I tried? There's never been ugly crying at a movie. Nothing, okay. no sure. format really does that for me. I definitely teared up at stuff. It might be, I don't want to say Pixar, but it would probably be something similar to that. It might have been an animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a particular one. Or it just one sneaks now. up on you. Yeah. I cried recently during, I watched like a five minute little animated short. And it involved a bird bringing some worms back to its children in the nest. And listeners might have noticed, we haven't had an episode in a while. And all the recent episodes we've had, we pre-taped in December and January because I had a child in February. So this is our first actual episode recording. Congrats again, by the way. Thank you. And uh, I was watching this animated short and the bird was bringing the worms back to its children. And I started crying. Was that that? That was a Pixar one, wasn't it? No, it was like an Asian studio. It was called Joy about this dog. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the name of the studio, but um, I asked Maddie when he had his baby if his if it was <laughs> which terrible song about having a baby more resonated with him, <laughs> and it was with arms wide open by Creed, and the other one was this song by the band Live that no one has ever heard of called Heaven, and he said uh, it was more Heaven. Are there other songs? Well, are there other songs like that now heaven. speak to you? Um, How about Cats in the Cradle, which is a Margie Bogdanow? When is that one gonna? Start no, she's a big circle game. Oh, that's circle right, game yeah. is her. What did I call it? Cats in the Cradle. I mean, there are both. There are a lot of songs about about childrens and hmm. relationships with your parents. 
I don't know. They haven't hit me yet. So far, it was just the worms. Well, there is a Godzilla movie for father-son relationships because there's one with... What's the one where it's Son of Godzilla with Ninja. Well, there's a couple of them. Godzilla has a baby in a couple of them. But they don't really, like, go into... He's the dad, but they don't go into, like... Who the mom? Earlier they go into that. who the mom there's is? There's just a baby now. Now, the only time they've gone into actual reproductive shit is the first American <laughs> Godzilla movie. Sick bastards. Wait, what happened? They just... He had, like, a... It's like a asexual thing can have eggs regardless of eggs in having Madison two. Square Garden. Yeah. Oh, wow. They turn into little raptors. They wanted some of that Jurassic Park raptor money. While the Jimmy Page cashmere song goes. Yeah. Blairs. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's a good answer. Yeah. Some, Actually, some don't, I don't have a specific No ugly crying, now. though. That's yeah, no ugly crying. There's been, like, tearing up and stuff. But then you got to, like, turn on the man card. Make something out of wood. <laughs> Pop in the football game afterwards. Oh, I got sawdust there. in my eye. That's what yeah. it was. Alex, what about All you? This woodworking. A, Have you cried during a movie recently? Uh, we, there's some tears during that Queer Eye t- Netflix TV show. It has so you know they're they're sort of built to uh, crescendo with these like human interest stories about how like these five gay men come into this guy and change this guy's life for the better and put mm. him out of his comfort zone and. Within those, there's also, like, this guy lost his father, and then this person uh, is, like, going to come out to his stepmother after a long time. So they hit the notes, and it, and it works. It's like it's like writing a hit, hit pop song. Like, it play, they play the chords, and mm-hmm. it's, hard to, mm. it's hard to ignore. So I was like, yeah, you, you, that, that's the closest thing. That happened yesterday. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Goddamn. I, I, cried. I, I only watched the first episode of the, the new Netflix season, and I had a, a couple little... Couple little, little droplets hmm. peeping out from this eye. The listeners can't see. I'm pointing at my left eye. That's the crying. That's eye. the crying one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, I don't want to delay this any longer because you have an amazing one cue. More. It's been so long. You want to give him another question? Can we, we don't have to. One more in the bag. All right, give him another question. He didn't want to edit this episode. I <laughs> <laughs> Just take the boring one out that I couldn't think of one. Oh, what was the last DVD you purchased? Let me think. It was actually pretty recent. You, the Blu-rays made, count too? Yes, definitely. So, because I, I will buy Blu-rays and just not watch them for a while. You still haven't given up on that on that medium yet. No, I still still like it. Because I like physical format stuff. Because the, the digital stuff is great when you have them all in like one place, but I haven't but seen it. But you can't Scrooge McDuck be... dive into a pile of yeah. digital files. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it certainly gets cluttery. I think the last one I bought was probably Get Out, which I still haven't watched yet. Wow. Even yeah. though you're an award-nominated animator on Well, this? I bought it because Tasha worked on it a lot. She was, like, kind of lead compositor on it. I didn't do I barely did anything on it. But uh, she was lead compositor on it. She didn't go to see it. I'm not sure why. To just God, She still hasn't seen her name in the credits of a movie yet. <laughs> And that was like one of the coolest things I did when I first worked on when I moved out here. Yeah. Just pay money to see your name in the credits. Yeah. Well, I think we. I think I got into what this one. What was that one. movie? What was that movie? The um, Kumar. Yeah, the the Christmas one. But they gave us tickets for that because that when that was around, Ingenuity was like ten people, so it was like, yeah, we can get ten tickets for sure. this. <laughs> now it's like fifty to hundred people. Like, no, you guys can just go pay. Back to the DVD thing. Where did we digress from? He got the Get Out. Yeah, I still haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. You've watched the movie. 
now. I you haven't even seen, seen the movie? I haven't seen the movie because I hear it's the shit, too. Let's watch it right now. Fuck the <laughs> show. I, I mean, it's crazy. I like I would love to see it again. I love that. All right. That's good. Right. Let's jump into this queue because there's more than just Tremors 5. There's a lot of movies in here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we used to... I want to kind of like do a little throwback, throwback Monday. Our episodes come out on Mondays, even though it's not Monday today. Mm-hmm. And just talk like big picture about this queue about like how you use your queue and the types of things in here because i was starting to try to like sort it into categories because there were so many yeah there's a lot of stuff so i would say it's a holder of things i love and also things i haven't seen yet that possibly will love because there's some things i have seen on there um and there's a lot of tv shows so it's like if i haven't finished a show yet it's ongoing it's still in the queue and also, you mentioned that you share this queue with Tasha. Yes. So, 50-50 split-ish? Not 50-50. I have a lot of... We'll just add stuff regardless of her seeing. Because she has turned me on to a new world of... I don't know. I don't know the best way to say it without offending. But, like, girlier shit. <laughs> yeah. There's something on... Not on the queue. Because she has Amazon. She does, like, the Amazon stuff. Uh-huh. I do Netflix. And there's stuff on Amazon she'll just straight up buy... And then the number one thing that I never thought I would love, but I love deeply, is Project Runway. Whoa. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm kind of with you because I remember thinking Project Runway, it's going to be about modeling. And really, it's like a crafts show. Yeah. It's like about like creating art in a very short span of time. Yeah. And making something. You only it's get a couple less days about to the make walking stuff. part. Yeah. And I didn't realize that based on its branding, I just thought, oh, it's like models walking up and down a runway. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. But it was too. another, yeah, in the cookie cutter vein of like The Voice or America's Next Top Winner. Right. But it's much more like a like one of those chef shows or something where it's like, here's your ingredients. You have to make something real quick. Yeah. Just for des- the designers, the fashion designers, not the... Yeah, it's all the designers. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Now you've answered three questions, because well, that's one of the third questions in the bag, is oh. what's something you thought you were going to hate and ended up loving. Yeah, so, it's that. You know, you can't get this, keep this guy away from the bag. So your cue is starting to reflect Canavo evolution. Yeah, but there's, there's going to be stuff, on, peppered in stuff, that's like something I wouldn't normally put on there. Yeah. So... Yeah, there's, so there's a lot of TV shows we're not going to talk about. There's movies we've seen we're not going to talk about. There's a lot of animation on here. Yeah. I feel like if, if I had to sum up your cue in one word, it would be animated. Yeah. Um, and within that animation, it doesn't seem like you discriminate between place of origin. There's seems like there's animation from all over the world. Yeah, in I appreciate queue. all animation. There's some shorts on there, too. I know there's one of them in particular called, like, house of small cubes or something like that that's only like 15 minutes long i did watch it but i keep it on the queue for people to watch yeah like if someone's over taking a look around it's worth looking at it's someone's cool. over taking a look around your netflix queue. <laughs> yeah it's just like oh what do you want to watch You're like check out the queue. i don't know man check out the queue yeah. oh that oh i don't know how this got in there yeah let me tell you about this podcast while you're looking at this <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's just start off with something. So the first movie in your queue is called In This Corner of the World. Oh, yeah. I think I just recently put that on. I don't know too much about it. Though the war rages on, consuming life around them, her relentless will and infallible love, infallible love fuels their survival. Interesting that they say 
her, but they don't tell you who the her is, and they say there, and they don't tell you who the there is. Hmm. A lot of mystery in this. Um, 2D or 3D? I think it's 2D. This is a two. This is 2D, and actually, when you click on it, you get what I think should have been the first sentence of the description. Suzu marries into a family living outside of Hiroshima and quickly settles into her new life until World War II challenges her ability to survive. And then the sentence that I said before. Yeah. Makes more sense. Well, it looked... looked, Because I'll judge something by the little thumbnail picture, too. And it looked Ghibli-esque. And I love Ghibli animation. I don't know what that is. Studio Ghibli, like... Like Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke and stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen any of Totoro. Yeah. The looks you guys are giving me are making me feel like They're really, a small child. really amazing movies. Like I, like I just said, what's Disney? And you're like, how do we... It's like Japanese Disney. So well, this so did they win get, a... They a, get like ported here through Disney. Oh, yeah. so it really is. They're like the distributor in Americas, I guess. And is this that... I don't think so. No, I don't think so, but it reminded me of it. Is it Ghibli-esque? Yeah, Ghibli-esque. It did win a Japan Academy Prize for Best Animation and a Blue Ribbon Award for Best Director. Damn. So... I've got good taste. (laughs) (laughs) You do. So this is interesting. So this is is like right in your wheelhouse. This is going to be a serious movie, I feel like. There might be some tears shed on this one. Yeah, then we would know the answer to our question. Yeah. Um... Should we keep going? Because the next movie is Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. <laughs> this one I'm really excited about. It just got added like days ago. Yeah, 2018. Um, and there's no number. We don't know where this falls in the Tremors continuity. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I guess technically it would be six, but maybe they're going back to the past again. So I just looked up the titles because I wanted to prepare it and I'm well researched. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. This would be six, and you're right. They did drop the numbering system. Ah. What do you think goes into that decision? I don't know. Maybe trying to keep it fresh-ish? Maybe that there's probably some studies that people are less likely or to judge the quality of a movie yeah. based on the number in the franchise. Yeah. Maybe they've learned great lessons from the Sharknado franchise. <laughs> I would guess... Just make it a pun. I, yeah, I bet that people also are more prone to see a movie... Like, if they haven't seen the first five, but, the, but Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell comes out, they're like oh, do I need to have seen the other ones? And they feel less pressure, whereas if it was yeah. called Tremors 6, you'd be like, well, I, I can't see that. a big commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather see Rocky 8, or would you rather see Creed? Creed, for sure. Yeah, Creed, that's fresh. That's fresh. That's Rocky 8. Yeah. Well, we answered our own question. <laughs> so, okay, I mean, I would love to see this, just to figure out what the fuck this Tremors thing is. And because it's not numbered 6, I feel like I could see it without seeing the first 5. But, so let's keep this as a contender, although talk about not expanding your horizons. Or a movie, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, there are a couple noteworthy things in here that based on all of the movies that you have seen, I'm surprised that you haven't seen There's some the 1997 there. movie Hercules. That's the, the animated Hercules, the uh-huh. Disney one, right? Yeah. I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've never seen the whole thing, but... I've, I've never seen it either. How did it slip through the cracks? Crew. Other than the fact that you were probably about like 15 when it came out. And yeah. Like probably growing out of it. We saw it with Izzy in the theater. Hercules? In the theater. No. The three of us. Oh, wow. 100%. 100%. Hercules? And we saw it in Somerville. Yep. I have no recollection of that. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait does a voice in it. Maybe. Okay. And I think hmm. you were... I do love Bob Gaggle. <laughs> There's a lot of people. That in could it. have gotten me to the theater. James, James Woods, Woods Danny voice. DeVito. Yep. 
He's the wow. Um, gremlin guy. I know that movie more from Kingdom Hearts, the games, because it's in every fucking Kingdom Hearts game, too. What is Kingdom Hearts? It's the... It's like the... It's a video game Square Enix and Disney co-developed, so it's like Final Fantasy characters in Disney World. Oh, like Marvel vs. Capcom. Yes. Yeah. It's a big mashup. It's an Avengers And Hercules mashup. is in it? Yeah. You this go to Hercules. Hercules. You go to Mount Olympus. Wow. Yeah. I think James Woods actually did the voice of Hades in it, too. If not, it was a really good... He might have did the first and second games. I mean, you know, the, the, that Hercules came out right in that, like, Mulan, Tarzan era, po- Pocahontas, where people... It just hadn't... The movies are still very clever and still really well made, mm-hmm. but the formulaicness of them started to... True. Yeah, mm-hmm. started yeah. to take over. I actually rewatched this recently. It was much more clever than I remember, especially a lot of the design and stuff like that. Oh, you also, watched this recently? They also mm-hmm. definitely... Changed their design style, animation. Yeah, this was way more stylized. Um, you know, which a lot of kids aren't gonna notice, but we appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You have a movie on here that I'm surprised that I've never heard of. An anime, a 2D animated movie from 1995 called Balto, about a half wolf, half dog, who endures the taunts of disapproving humans as he guides a precious cargo of medicine through the Alaskan winter. Yeah, I think I might have seen some of it as a kid. I don't remember a lot of it, but I always remember it. It's it's regarded well. It's just of the non-Disney branded mid '90s types, like the Anastasia's. Mm. Maybe by the have you seen it? Company. I didn't. I just remember it had a little bit of that off-brand smell. Mm. Yeah, more it's got... Chuck Tyler than Chuck Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Balto Two uh, is called Balto Two Wolf Quest. I've definitely never seen that. And Balto 3 came out in 2004 and is Balto 3 Wings of Change. Damn. So if we do watch this first one and it's good, like we've got room to grow. We've got more movies that we can watch. Now, is it going to be good? I don't know. Kevin Bacon does a voice. I think if it was called Balto Wings of Change, we would be more likely to see it. More of an in. More of an in. A fresh start. At 3, really. Balto... The search, three, the search for more money. <laughs> um, so I have a surprise for both of you. It's definitely a surprise for you. I can't remember if I told Alex. All right. There are a couple movies in your queue that have come up and have made it to be queue contenders on past episodes. Oh. And, but that we didn't watch. And so I asked previous guests of ours if, in the aftermath of our recorded episode... They ever actually got around to watching these movies? Mm. And if so, would they recommend them to you? Mm. So the first movie in here is The Jungle Book. Have you seen the recent Jungle Book? No. Okay. I've, I've wanted to see it. I started watching some of it at work, and I'm like, those animals look amazing. Yeah. And my friend worked on it. He always wanted me to see it. Uh, yeah, still haven't done it. Well, have you, Alex, have you seen it? Uh, no. Okay, neither have I. So... Uh, Episode whatever number featuring Sid and Dari, we ended up watching this French movie, but we came very close to watching The Jungle Book. So I emailed Sid and Dari and said, did you ever end up seeing it? And would you recommend it to our friend Chris, who you've never met? And Dari wrote back and said, I watched some of Jungle Book, but didn't finish it, nor even watch it in sequential order. I thought maybe Isla would like it. Isla is their toddler daughter, which she did sometimes, but then would get a little scared or bored. I would love to watch it in its entirety, and will do so hopefully soon. Loved what I did see of it, though. I would recommend it absolutely. 
<laughs> and then Sid chimed in and said, I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how parents watch movies of that caliber for kids. They say it in bits and pieces, and those bits and pieces they'll see constantly, too. Right. Yeah. Um, because, like, this style of Jungle Book, too, by the way, like, this, like, super realistic, but, like, very much... Like uh, they're still talking. Yeah, they're still talking. Move their mouth, <laughs> um, but they're hyper realistic. They, and like they're doing like a War for the Planet of the Apes and all these movies. There needed to be a word for this type of movie. And I remember asking visual effects supervisor Chris Watts what we should call this trend. Yeah. Famous visual effects supervisor on <laughs> such movies as Three Hundred. I am. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he said rendered reality is what we should be calling these Ooh. kind of movies. Uh-huh. Rendered reality. I got hyper realism. That's what I call it. That's good. Yeah. That's. Better, but render reality is render reality is nice branding. It's nice snappy alliteration, but hyper realism. It's academic. Very, it's easy to say also. Yeah. Try both. Sound for size. Rendered reality. Hyper reality. I like the word hyper too. No, he said hyper realism. Hyper realism. Or like hyper like real. Yeah. I'm against all isms. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a state of. <laughs> so the second movie in your queue that has come up is Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. And listeners of the show might remember Justin O'Hadies. He recently... He, he in two separate episodes, gave us the hard sell on Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. On his own episode, as well as our 50th anniversary. And, um... But I asked him, you know, can you give us... Do it again. (laughs) Play it back. Play back the hits. So, um, he emailed me. He actually emailed you. Oh, did he, he? he wrote it to the, the CTQ podcast. What's our email address? Oh. Clearing the queue at gmail.com. Uh, please email us. We read them all. They get forwarded to me, and sometimes then I forward them to Alex. Mm. So he sent this email to you via our email address. Oh, okay. And it reads as follows. General Canavo, it has recently come to my attention that Netflix has, at last, acquired the streaming rights to Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. This is a film which satirically tears through the history of American music like Godzilla through Tokyo <laughs> with the humor of Beans Off the Leash and the determination of Rooney when he has only had two puffy puppers. <laughs> Rooney's your dog. My mission to he convince Alex and Maddie to watch this film during the 50th episode spectacular was thwarted by Adam Levine and his jet ski penguins. Don't know what that's a reference to. So please help me, Christopher Canavo. You're my only hope. <laughs> There's so many like in jokes and directed I'll things to explain the Adam Jesky one. It was he was very hyped to be one of the uh, pitchers for our thing with um, Sue Kate in episode fifty, uh-huh. but ended up being called into work while we recorded the episode, like mere oh, wow. feet away from him oh, in yeah. a sound booth thing, and so he had to like grit his teeth. And the thing, the reason he was doing it is because for a Maroon Five video that he had to work on, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's amazing. Because wow. he was ta- he was talking to us about Walk he Hard was like, you know. that day. So you're right. Listeners won't remember that because it didn't make it into the episode, but it made it into our hearts. Um, yeah. Okay, and then Beans Off the Leash. That's Keeley's dog. Oh, I crazy. see. Crazy, just drags around his leash all the time. It's a tiny little puff. Oh, I see. Oh, Beans is the dog. Yeah. He capitalized the L in leash, and so it made it look like Beans Off the Leash was like a phrase. Or That's a TV the name show. of Beans' is autobiography. Yeah. That's Balto 5. And then... Beans off the leash. <laughs> and Rooney is my dog. Yeah. And I would have snacks sometimes that are like kind of dog puffy Cheetos. Uh-huh. Like those oh, yeah. kind of texture. Right. And I would give it to him and I would ask him if he wants a puffy puppers. 
I think I now understand everything at this. I yeah. think we're at yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so what is that? Does that make you want to see Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? Yeah, because I remember this. I think this movie came out around the same time, Talladega Nights. So it was like all up on the John C. Riley train. Oh, right. Yeah. They this were was, like, can, can, can he lead? Can he do the starring comedy thing? Yeah. And yeah, this was one year that, later. He'd been doing Steve Brule for years. Steve we knew Brule. he could do it. For your health. So. As I drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so this this belongs on the list. I mean, it's on your list. Yeah. yeah. We've got it. We've got an entry. All right. What do we have? Read us back the list. Okay. Number one, we've got the uh, Studio Ghibli-esque Japanese animated feature In This Corner of the World, which seems like a, a master class in 2D animated Japanese animation. Yeah. Definitely something of a stretch for Mr. Bogdanow. Yep. I would I definitely typically avoid these. I don't even really like It the, could potentially be a longer one, too. That's something to... You know me. Yeah. <laughs> you know... Because it's also I like, like I'm sure. is this... Uh, Monday, Sunday kind of movie. It's two hours and nine minutes. If I had to describe this next movie as a beverage, I would call it just a Hershey's chocolate shake, chocolate (laughs) milk, Tremors, a cold day in hell. I don't know, do you have any better drink analogies? I'm excited about it, but I haven't seen Tremors 5 yet. What's something that's Oh shit, okay. So hold on, so Tremors 5 (laughs) is also still in your queue. It's still, and it's still on Netflix. From two years ago. Yeah. So. It is also possible that we should watch that instead of six. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if we're we're probably not missing a lot. I don't know what happens in that movie. I don't know if they make a new version of the Graboids again. I think they're back to current times. It's called Tremor Five Bloodlines. Is the subtitle Mm. Bloodlines? Bloodlines. Probably featuring a son of an actor that won't play in the movie anymore. It does feature (laughs) Jamie Kennedy. Is he in all of them? I can tell you. He's I mean, not in any of them. Wikipedia except for that one, I guess. Of the, of the, the uh, Tremors <laughs> cinematic universe is pretty comprehensive. <laughs> um, all right. So we've got these two Tremors movies. Yep. Very near and dear to your heart. We've yep. got 1997's Hercules, a movie which Maddie claims to not remember seeing in the theater with me, but I recall every movie I've ever seen him in the theater. I believe you. Uh, I believe you. I just don't remember it. Uh, we've got Balto. Original Balto. Um... About a wolf. <laughs> yep, half dog, half wolf. Two D yeah. animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jungle Book, hyper realism, realism at its best. Uh, the John Favreau directed classic, Roger Kipping, Kipling classic. Redone classic. Um, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, the Justin O'Hadi's recommendation. This is like coming back from the from the depths. Yeah. Can John C. Riley carry this movie? And that, those are your choices, good sir. I think the one anime movie would be too serious right now whatever it's called in this corner of the world alright cross it off yeah oh, Alex, theoretically cross it off cross that off yeah um, I feel like Hercules we've all kind of seen bits and pieces yeah so I mean they don't have any really good songs from it and apparently I've seen more than bits and pieces alright you're out of here Hercules okay. um Balto I've seen some of it. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I feel like these three are calling out to me more. Jungle Book, Dewey Cox, and Tremors 5. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So it would be a more ridiculous day watching Tremors 5, which you've never seen any of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how many you've seen. I've seen one. You've seen the first seen one, one only. Okay. Man, two is really good, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of think we need to watch Tremors 5. <laughs> 
I would have two this, years this ago. What, this today. is what would happen if we watch Tremors Five right now. I'm watching Tremors Six tonight with Tasha. <laughs> so maybe if we can we do watch that. Jungle Book today. What are you going to do tonight? No plans. Nothing. I'm just going to leave. leave Sit around hanging. and hate myself. <laughs> I think Tremors Five then. Alex, I just like that this closes your clearing the queue arc from the beginning, which is it's the first movie. It's the first thing I added when clearing the queue started. It, it will mean that nothing in your queue <laughs> has stayed longer than two years. Yeah. You know? First yeah. in, first out. Mm-hmm. Which is important. Yeah. For some people. And apparently you can't watch A Cold Day in Hell until you've seen Bloodline. Okay, and we want to we make this a Sunday night to remember. We're doing it. Sunday nights, Monday mornings. All right. Five. Fuck it. Wide. We're going to watch Tremors 5 Bloodline. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about it. We have a situation in Africa. There's been another attack. You've got bad boys. Worms. Sure as hell ain't Mickey Mouse. From Universal Pictures comes the next chapter in the Tremors saga. The bitch is back. Load every gun. Come to Africa, we'll have some laughs, see some games. Tremors 5, Bloodlines, only on Blu-ray, DVD, and Digital HD. I think you'll find this useful. Where'd you get this? You don't want to know. I like your style. We're back. We're back. Bloodlines run deep. (laughs) (laughs) As deep as the worms that inhabit the subterranean tunnels. Of South Africa. Bloodlines of five generations. Uh, The first thing I want... As I was writing this, I feel like Kanawa should start by explaining... Now that Maddie now knows what Tremors is about, (laughs) what the elements of the Tremors franchise, like, that you look for, like, in one through four, that we were looking for in five. Because I think that's, like, the best way to break down whether this was a good entry. Because it's its own entity. Like, you cannot critique this the same way you would critique I don't know I don't know I think it did follow the formula of the other Tremors movies well, so so what are the elements what are, the, what are those elements obviously the monsters mystery behind the monsters because there's always like a new element to it and there is usually two people that like build you could see the two characters friendships through the movie there's a lot of them that follow the formula probably all of them at least right. from what I so remember so you're looking for some some friendships and some mysteries yeah. behind the monsters. Just palling around hunting monsters. <laughs> then it delivered. Yeah. I personally, I, I loved it. I thought it was I, good. I, I loved it too. We had to pause it 30 seconds into the movie because I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. It starts off kind of jarring, but it, it also jumps, gives you... You jump right in. Yeah, but it gives you a good breakdown of the whole series so yeah. far. The monster cycle. It did have a very helpful explainer that... Yeah. Cleared up all, every question Maddie was gonna have. Yeah, but it was yeah. after like I we paused at thirty seconds. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And you you talked me through it a little, and then the next two minutes were just an explanation. Yeah, <laughs> which was great. There's a little more to it. Like they go, the other movies go into really, they dig deep on the monsters on like because I don't know if they said in the beginning like the heat sensing stuff. You see that in when they do in the mm. movie, like put on the suits to block heat sensors and shit. I, Remember a couple episodes ago we were asked what would it take for you of us to watch a Sharknado movie? Yes. We have our answer. This is as close as we've ever come. Yeah. 
Um, the, our answer was like, it'll probably never happen. We'll never willingly choose to watch a Sharknado movie. Mm. Um, but if there's someone who's like a connoisseur mm. of this type of movie, mm-hmm. for instance, we'll enter that world. Yeah. I don't know. Have you uh, seen the Sharknados? Yeah, I've seen some. They're certainly like, they're way more campy. Because this movie could be somewhat taken seriously too, I think. Maybe. Well, that's the lens. I mean, that that's why it's like, was this successful or not? Is with how much do you forgive? Like, how much of the campiness is intentional and how much of it is unintentional? Hmm. We were making fun of lines in this movie constantly. Yeah. And is that like part of the fun of a Tremors movie? Yeah, or is definitely. that the sign of a movie being a fucking mess? It's definitely repeatable stuff. They've got the lines that you can... I mean, keep watching and funny stuff. The line that I wrote down was, "If you've got ass blasters, you've got graboids." Yeah. <laughs> and like, the mythology that they had to create in order for that line to make sense. Yeah. Uh, like they went to a lot of work to make it feel natural for a character to say that line. Yeah. Uh, let's let's recap real quick. Real quick. Because yeah. I mean, what do you need to know? There's these worms underground. The main character guy. So yeah. explain about it. You're an avatar through his life. You're seeing the world through Bert Gummer. Bert Gummer. He's in every movie. Gun the only character to be in every single thing. Yeah. Played by this actor, Michael Gross, who is the father on Family Ties. He oh, shit. Uh, two, oh, wow. He has two things that he's known for. If, you're, if you see him at a convenience store, there's two things you're going to either ask him. And he's got family ties in this movie. Oh! <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Blood uh, ties. So, yeah, I mean... Burgumber is a survivalist. He's a, he's like a Bear grills type survivalist that hunts monsters in the movie. Yep. The show yeah. starts with him filming his own reality TV show. Yeah. He gets called to action and recruited to South Africa to investigate the worms. So only he has intimate knowledge yep. of both the inside and the outside of these worms. Yep. And he comes in, saves the day... Jamie Kennedy plays a. I mean, I don't want to say Tony Stark, like he, like Tony, like he had the facial hair of Tony Stark. Yeah, but more like Tony Hawk, <laughs> extreme motocross champion slash cameraman. Adrenaline yeah. junkie. Like, yeah. It was like uh, who's the guy that owns Virgin? Stuff. Richard Branson. He's like, he was like supposed to be this like wild child totally. Richard Branson type adventure yeah. seeker, and yet it's unclear how he if he has any wealth whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but they get teamed up and they are going to South Africa to fight these worms. And it yeah. and so it turns out that we were like, why is it why is it called Bloodline or Bloodlines? Mm-hmm. And it's the eggs, right? The it's eggs. the eggs as well as the fact that Jamie Kennedy turns out to be Gummer's long lost son. Spoiler. We spoil everything in our recaps. Uh, in the end, they fucking blow the worms off the face of the earth yeah. with the guns and helicopters and a fucking bow and arrow and some lightning. Yeah. And everybody and started fine. a reality show together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the movie. I mean, it's it's an action-packed 90 minutes. It was delightful. Yeah, it's a fun monster Very enjoyable. Movie. Yeah, I was thinking about when I was asking you to describe it. Grab some it. popcorn, grab some oid. Definitely. <laughs> grab oids. Gatoroid. Um... <laughs> You know, I've never thought about monster movie as a genre. Like when you were, when I was trying to get you to explain, it, you were like sci-fi, but not in space on the Earth, and like it's scary, but it's not scary. But like monster, that 
I realized in talking about Godzilla, like, I like a good monster movie. Yeah. Because they're not that scary. Like, it's not a slasher horror film. It's like, there's some myth, there's some sort of creature, and we all get to be on the same team against the creature. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it, like, I've never seen Predator. I assume Predator is like this, but like scarier. Mm. True. Yeah, it's got 80s camp to it. Yeah, it is like that. That's a good way to describe it. I've never seen it. You mean know, us versus great, them kind of thing. Movie. Yeah. Us versus them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of us versus them, we got to address the elephant in the room. The casual racism throughout this movie. <laughs> First of all, like they they like many American movies, they treat Africa as a city or possibly country and not a mm-hmm. continent. So they're like in South Africa, but they're constantly just referring to it as Africa. True. Um there, there are characters that refer to black people as, like, various forms of chocolate or, like, caffeinated beverages. <laughs> and, like, it's one thing to have, like, one character who's kind of like a dirtbag, and you show he's a dirtbag by, like, his language. But in this, it's, like, kind of all the characters talk like that. It's pretty uh, it's like lazy writing. And- I mean, it's just, like, what's the point? Like, let, yeah, it's lazy writing. Yeah, mm. it's lazy writing. It's, it's, like, kind of fetishistic, I feel like, in the way they... You know, look at the people. Hmm. So you've got a. I mean, for me watching a movie, I got a. I got my PC police glasses, yeah. my PC police hat, my PC police tie. I got to kind of take those off, hang them up, and enjoy like the popcorn aspect of the movie, True. which was turned all the way up. The popcorn yeah. was turned to eleven. That's why I have to come into these movies, because I've loved them ever since I was a kid. Even like the the first one watched multiple times, second one watched multiple times but yeah the other ones I just like watch because I enjoy the franchise um I couldn't find any budget information on this movie mm. I was mm. so curious as to who and why this would be financed and like does this make a ton more money than we realize mm. um it made about two and a half million like just in straight DVD sales and I'm sure that there's part of like this like this did not feel like it was released in the theaters, right? This it was, was not, yeah. The only one that's been released in the theaters is the OG. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that one, wow. That, one, that okay. was made for $11 million and made 16 So it was a, essentially a push. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this franchise has continued on through... Good for them. Yeah. ...is interesting. Um, I would have to admit that there is some sort of like quick money scheme to this, where if they were able to make this for half a million dollars... Right. Uh, that to turn a million a million dollar profit on this is probably a win somewhere. Yeah, yeah. This seemed like it had a bigger budget than at least the fucking last two, because they had. I still I don't know if they shot it in Africa. But there was certainly a lot of it like. It said it was produced animals. in Africa. All the stuff, all huh. the research that it was produced in Africa. That's cool. Yeah, they had a ton of animals. I don't know why that was like, necessary. Pretty good VFX. Well, so South Africa is like a big hub for shooting. And so, in a franchise like this, where all you need is the one actor, and then, so you just need to fly in him and Jamie Kennedy, you can probably work with, like, an all-South African crew and cast, and then, like, well, it's, actually, yeah. it's actually Long cheaper coach. to do it there. Yeah, it's just two plane tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then you can just do the whole thing there probably much cheaper than you can I was here. curious to see if there were anything that was very glaring, like, in the budgetary sort of, like, things. And really, it was just in a lot of... There's no extras in a lot of scenes, like so. The last one mm. was just two guys, or, <laughs> yeah. or Bert, Bert Gummer locked in a cage, which we'll talk about. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, 
Um, but relatively long. But they use they used VFX in the right situation, so like, yeah. that's where they yeah. put their money towards. So if they, so if they had, I don't know what, what Michael Gross, the lead actor, or Jamie Kennedy make for a movie like this. Let's let's say it's a hundred grand. That's a lot. That, that's a lot. I think maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. No idea. For the I, like C list, D list yeah. uh, actors, um, you know. And like for a hundred grand, they could probably do all the VFX. Like one studio could probably do all that stuff. Yeah. Well, they had some practical stuff too. I don't know how they handle that stuff. Like the I, bone I'm structure. I'm trying to see if they could have this for half a million dollars. I don't see it quite being possible, but close. Mm. Right, we'll make it for a mill. We'll sell some DVDs. Can I? will buy them. <laughs> I'll buy them. You'll never watch them. I'll buy them. Um, yeah. Any other stray thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, so we started a count at the beginning of the movie because two of the first three <laughs> scenes in the movie involved somebody taking a piss in the middle of the friggin' African desert, basically. Yeah. And so we started counting how many times, I think it was five by the end. Yeah, there was one including one animal. Yeah, oh, including, yeah, and then an animal. Yeah. So it might have been six. None of them necessary to the plot in any way. No. But there was a lot of, like, pot, a lot of unexpected potty humor. Yeah. I thought the one guy was going to get got while he was pooping. There were no yeah. swears in this. Not really. That's interesting. Yeah, he did he say... Some bitches. He said, he said bitch once, yeah. which I didn't like. He said <laughs> retarded once, which I definitely didn't like. He said bag of dicks once, which I kind of liked. That was fun. Yeah. But that was as far so as I went. This is a bag F-bombs. of dicks. No F-bombs. Yeah. No. Interesting. They definitely have in the first one. That's one notable uh, Kevin Bacon delivery. I love that part. I yeah, so I heard, when I was watching as a kid, me and my cousin used to like rewind during really funny parts, and it was always like one-liners because there there's some really good ones in the first one. Uh, what are your thoughts on saying Jamie Kennedy? Fond thoughts? Not bad. Not as bad as I thought. He appeared in the movie, and I thought this invokes a little '90s nostalgia in me. Right. Mm-hmm. And Screams. then great in screen. Yeah. And then like pretty quickly, I was like, I don't. I'm not enjoying watching this actor. <laughs> the last thing I saw Jamie Kennedy in was really weird. He did, it was like two or three, no, it was like three or four years ago, he did an E3 presentation for a big video game company. It was like Ubisoft's press conference. He was the host of that. It was really odd. How that makes it? sense to me. Yeah, How he had it? a lot of really cheesy jokes, and he was like getting booed by the crowd. It was not the most pleasant. And this is just like... You're just presenting video games and doing kind of the segues between. How do you how do you get booed in a situation like that? What's the wrong move? I don't know. Maybe some you make fun of a game that people like. There's just a bunch of well. There's like a you have to sort of also be somewhat authentic. Like you have to kind of like games. Like if to yeah. love games and be knowledgeable games is to be embraced by the mm-hmm. gamer. Yeah. Culture. True. Which the gamer culture is not the. They're not very pleasant people, anyway. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was bad. I would I, I would go as he so far as funny. to say he, he, was, he was bad. And he was there this, to be comic relief. Yeah, but, yeah. and yet it didn't really impact the movie at all. Like, I thought the movie was very enjoyable and funny. Mm. I Kind of in spite of him. I, was ju- I just wanted it to be somebody funnier. Yeah. Fun, like just, True. I'll see how he does in part six. I mean, you, you <laughs> wanted it to be um, Danny McBride, right? That's who it seems like they were. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. That would like have been Chris fun. Pratt, he brought his character know. from, like, Tropic Thunder there. They also gun nut. Right. That would have been fun. 
There's always Tremors 7, because yeah. <laughs> apparently Jamie Kennedy comes back in Tremors 6. Uh, but, you know, the Monster just, Hunter team. they keep making them. We'll keep watching them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Before we watched this, you said, if we watch Tremors 5 this afternoon, then tonight, Tasha and I are oh, going to yeah. watch Tremors 6. Yeah. Do you stand by that? I do want to watch it. I'm really excited about the environment change, because it's always in dark and dusty places. It's always in a desert. This one's in, like, the Arctic. Oh. I'm pumped for that. So they're really going to mess with the formula a little yeah. bit. Yeah. The cold, the cold worms in the cold. Yeah. Frozen worms. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. If not, it's going to happen in the next week. I would certainly, after this, I would certainly watch the original. I'll start at the beginning. I don't know if I'll go two through four, but I would watch the first one. You should one do one, on definitely. Yeah. Two if you're still feeling spunky. Always spunky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give this a thumbs, thumbs up. This was fun. This was what... This was as advertised. True. Uh, I'm going to... I'm not going to give it a thumbs up. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Really? I just didn't think it had enough camp to be like... Mm. Well, I do thumbs up. Yeah. I think we can do better. Maybe seven. I, if you say seven, six. it sucks. Seven, though. No, six. Oh. <laughs> seven six. doesn't exist. Six just came out, and it's the one Seven's that's... in production now. Is it really? I don't or know. Or we're you just tropical island, maybe? Can you tell me these six improves on some, like, the humor's funnier, yeah. racism's toned down, yeah. the, the, the worm stuff is crazier, like, then maybe I would probably put it on. True. Because there is something charming about it, but I just can't give it a thumbs up. Well, even without the thumbs up, this movie was the original movie in your queue. Yeah. You've since added dozens and dozens of other probably better movies. Mm. And now, after finally appearing on the podcast of the same name, you are one step closer to clearing the queue. That was clear in the queue. If you have heard anything you like or know that we were just dead wrong about, you can email us at uh, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. Q is spelled Q-U-E-U-E. That's a tough one. And if your thoughts are funny, we'll read it on air. Follow us on Twitter at CTQ Podcast, Instagram at clearingthequeue, Facebook.com slash clearingthequeue. Subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs>